Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 224 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, with me is Fong and Fong. First win, baby. Yeah. It was it was ugly, but hey, first win. And yes, the Kings are finally in the win column. The only teams that remain in the L column is the Lakers and I believe the Orlando Magic. Let me just check that real quick. Just to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. Uh, no, it's only um, the Lakers. Yeah. It's only the Lakers at this point. Wow. That's a that's rough. <laughs> I mean, sooner or later, they might get a win. But yes, the Kings finally got their first win of the season against the Miami Heat. They win 119-113 uh, in the Golden 1 Center. The Kings came out strong, absolutely destroyed the Heat. Who, who They just looked tired, honestly. They looked like they were out of sorts. The defense wasn't like wasn't really good from the Heat, and their offense is very, very mad, to say the least. Kings got out to a 23-point lead to close the half, and then, and then, the Kings gonna Kings, because they let the, they let a 23-point lead go all the way down to eight, and basically end up having to fight tooth and nail in order to actually beat the uh, Heat to going away towards the end. Uh, let me ask you a question, Fong. Okay. What, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you that we got this win? despite the fact that we blew the lead i'm kind of like at a five right now it might change as you know it settles in since you know we're recording straight right after the game but yeah win's a win it's just um just a few little uh god awful uh stuff that happened during this game kind of soured the taste for this win Yes. So like in the first half, we were just chilling. We thought we were, hey, finally, the Kings are going to be able to get a pretty deserved, um, you know, deserved to win. We're going to just take care of business, like take care of an exhausted beast that is the Miami Heat and just win going away. But no, they had to make us sweat. They had to make us nervous. They had to give us anxiety. They just have to. And it was ugly. Um, Part of it was the refs, but at the same time, the Kings... They're still trying to figure out how to win, despite seeing this shit for pretty much my like Kings fandom since like 2018. They they just have these kinds of stretches. And like again, like as you said, a win's a win, but fuck, this one was ugly. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we had a bunch of turnovers. They got a lot of points uh off those turnovers. And a lot of second chance points from the Miami Heat as well that kind of contributed to their almost comeback, especially during that third quarter. And the fourth quarter, let's not forget. I think it got as close as to a two, like a two point game at one point. Like it, mm-hmm. again, ugly, ugly game. Would you say you're more angry about it becoming so close after just absolutely handling them in the first half? Would you are you like happy about the win? Or are you more angry that they kind of blew this game and made it a game? Yeah, I'm a little more upset that they kind of almost blew it. Luckily, the Heat never gone a lead over us throughout this whole game, which I guess you could say is a plus. But like you said, the game was close to a one-possession game for like a good part of it. And uh, luckily, we could turn it around, really. 
Yeah, um, l- let's talk a little about the rest. We won't spend too much time on them, but they were pretty bad, I thought. Like, just calling a lot of ticky-tack fouls, and any time there's, like, a remotely, like, 50-50 call, it felt like it always went against the Kings. And, like, it's, it's look, it's not their fault that the Kings were, like, close to this game, but when things get bad, it does not help when the when the refs just start calling these really bad ticky tack fouls, like weird ass offensive fouls. Like there was so much flopping this game. Like I was I was making fun of the fact before Marcus Smart there was Kyle Lowry, and fuck did we get a lot of Kyle Lowry? And also his flopping is contagious. Like Udonis Haslam was flopping. Uh, just Kyle Lowry doing his thing. Just everybody just drew offensive fouls on the Kings. It felt like at one point. Yeah, especially during that third quarter where we got like five fouls throughout, you know, first what? Like three say, minutes. Like it was literally yeah. like in, within three minutes we were in the bonus. And surprisingly, like during what around the 350 mark, the Heat started to get their first foul. And in the next like two, three minutes, they got literally up to five fouls towards the end of that quarter, which was kind of weird for the most part. But hey, I mean, rest be rest, I guess. And also, like, in the in the fourth quarter, for some reason, the Heat literally, like, the same thing happened to them, but happened to the Kings, but happened to them in the fourth quarter, where they got five, they got four fouls within, like, three minutes. It was insane. Like, granted, good hustle plays, and then, like, and then, and then uh, Barnes also, like, got a really bullshit flagrant foul, I thought, on Max Struess. Like, Struess shoved him. There, there's no doubt about that. But, like, come, there was a flop there. Like, what was, what was that all about? But... Yeah, ultimately, like it's it, like we get the win, but and the refs, like they they really it really felt like they were screwing the Kings on a lot of plays. On like the challenge that uh, Spolstra had, where Bam strips De'Aaron, and sure, technically it went off his fingertips, but like he knocked it out of bounds. And by, and by he, I mean Bam, and that was somehow overturned, and it made it into a game. Again, it's just like the refs just did, like we didn't get Kings did not get love. Of, to say the least, this game. Yeah, definitely. Especially how Tyler Hero was playing in that fourth quarter, which uh, I forgot how many points he just scored in that one quarter. He he really tried to bring it back. He could not miss in the fourth quarter. Like I think I think I counted like two shots that he might have missed. There was one like play where he drew an off, he got an offensive foul, and he still hit the shot because why the hell not? He was that hot. Like he's definitely one of those like Kings killer all stars and. You know, he definitely circles the Kings on his calendar. Yeah, luckily, I mean, didn't really see him mo- uh, most throughout the, like, final few minutes of the fourth quarter, but I'm more surprised that Jimmy didn't do much, uh, especially when we were in foul trouble. Yeah, Jimmy only ended up with 13 points. It felt like he had more, but they kind of run him as a big man. Like, they kind of do – they kind of – they basically – he operates as, like, a Sabonis type. He doesn't really attack the rim as much. Mm-hmm. He's more of just, like, a facilitator at the elbow, and then, like, he, you know, passes to – he draws the defense's attention and then passes to someone. And, yeah, like, he, that's not his role anymore. And, yeah, just didn't didn't do that much this game, although he drew a lot of double teams. Yeah, definitely him and Lowry. I would have expected like 20 free throws each, not going to lie, knowing how the refs were calling these fouls. Well, with Kyle Lowry, like he did not do much of jack shit this game, but he did make a few hustle plays and just grifted eight free throws from the refs because that's just what he does. It was really, really annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, On the Kings' Kings front, 
Like, first of all, you got you got to talk about the foul trouble. Uh, Sabonis fouled out with six fouls. Um, I, I have the timestamp here. He he fouled out at oh I didn't I don't have the time, but like he literally fouled out like at the beginning of the of the uh, of the fourth quarter after picking up his fifth in the third quarter and not playing the entire quarter. Like he was the biggest victim of the of these like really bad refs. Like on the final play where he actually fouled out, he. I, I guess he kind of ran into Bam and like, but Bam initiated a lot of contact and arguably just isn't a foul. And it was just so the the refs were weirdly sensitive uh, on certain plays, and then for certain plays didn't just didn't make a call. And that's a sign of a bad ref when you're inconsistent. If you're gonna like call ticky tack fouls, call all the ticky tack fouls. Don't just call them the Kings. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a weak foul in my opinion, but yeah. Like literally, without was a bonus, our offense kind of—I want to say it kind of collapsed, but it, it felt less. There's a lot less movement. It was it, a lot. It bogs more. down really yeah. quickly, mm-hmm. and like it's just like it feels like pointless passing around the perimeter. Like maybe Rashad but goes to the high post and tries to do something, but like he's not a bonus. He can't. He can't hit those passes and. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly. But like while Sabonis was, was on the floor, eight for nine, seven rebounds, three assists. Like he was really he was good while he was he was out there. Like 18 points in 23 minutes. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. I mean, if it weren't for the rest of the team, I I think this would have been a dumb game, not gonna lie. Well, in his place, uh Rashad did play a lot, but one thing about Rashad, even though he was at, he he finally started to find something towards the end, or like guys started to find him specifically, but like he seemed a little bit out of rhythm to start. But then like he start slowly kind of started getting into a bit of a bit more rhythm. Like his he, he actually shot his floater shot, did not make it because he panicked a little bit, but like the guys are actually finding him now, at least in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's still trying to get used to his new reprise role because he was a starter last season. And now that he's uh, coming off the bench, I feel like, you know, without Tyrese in the team, there's not many looks for him, for sure. And, and I had said, like, it feels like Malik is that is the replacement. He needs to be able to kind of get get into those lob, like lob plays. Like he's a good, he's a decent passer. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just he just doesn't get those opportunities to pass to Rashawn. And well, th- there are opportunities, but they're not finding him yet. And hopefully, like they pointed out in the film room or something. But this game, Rashawn did just well enough, like on both ends of the floor, to you know, to you know, get the Kings this win. So credit to oh. him. Oh yeah. And then let's all, let's talk about. Um, De'Aaron Fox didn't shoot well, didn't score as many points as he normally did. He came in averaging 30.6 points. And it's what I think one of the leading scorers in the league, but only 17 points on six to 17 shooting, but got 13 rebounds and five assists. And those rebounds were crucial because boy, like the, unfortunately when it pours, it rains. And a lot of times like the Kings do not get like crucial rebounds a lot of the time. And, you know, every rebound he got counted. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so um, Keegan Murray, solid this game, but did end up with five turnovers. And, like, the third quarter kind of started with him, where he was he was just randomly – he made a series of, like, bad plays in a row. Like, he turned it over, got a foul, and then turned it over again. Like, that's kind of where, like, the, the rain started to come in. And it really, really poured after, like, he just started looking a little – looking a bit more like a rookie, but – 
you know, just slept walk his way somehow to 22 points. And just like he had some big shots to kind of keep the lead for the Kings. Like, I think, I think he got as low as two or one, and he hit a huge three to kind of get the Kings back on track, like in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Good open one, too. And, you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned this. This is his career high, right? This is his career high. <laughs> Only off, uh, was it the fourth game so far? Only off the fourth game, but he—it's just—he—you can just count on him to have 17, 16, 17 points every game, like no matter what. Just one—he's mm. just one of those guys. Like he just sleepwalks to production. Oh yeah, oh, amazing enough, only had one rebound. I felt like he had a lot more. He helped rebound a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter, eight for 11, seven for eight from three. Uh, we were kind of d- uh, disappointed because he um, seven is his career high. And I think he actually hit seven on the opening game. Like, you know, at some point he's got to hit, he's got to hit eight, you know? Oh, yeah. And there was one play where it, I think it ended up in a Rashawn layup or foul, but like he was wide as open in the corner, but they, it was a tough angle to get it to him. But like, yeah, he he's been an absolute flamethrower. His defense is solid enough, but I will point out, like the like when Tyler Hero went off for some reason, they had Davion on 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 the court. They had him on Kyle Lowry for some reason, and had Kevin Herter on Tyler Hero, and Tyler Hero went right off. Yeah, I mean, someday we'll see Kevin hit at least eight frees, which I mean, we're bound to see, in my opinion, but. Yeah, without him, I don't think this team would have been falling apart. Yeah, like the addition of Herder is so big because, like, while arguably Buddy is a better shooter, Kevin is able to take better shots and it'd be also able to create better shots. He's got like a, he's got a good step back three. He's got like you know moves going to the basket. Although uh, I did see some clips, uh, some highlights from Indiana. Like Buddy seems to have added a little bit to his repertoire. Uh, mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like Kevin Herter is able to create good shots in, in, in not in in a better way than Buddy ever could in Sacramento. Yeah, and he definitely has a lot better vision, court vision, especially uh, since he got six assists uh, this game as well. His passing is really nice as well. It, it's like it's all on feel and flow. Like he's not like you know pick and rolling, bounce passing. Although I would actually like to see some of that. Like he's got a good chemistry with Sabonis, but yeah, like he's a good passer on the move. He's got a great feel for like the next pass. And yeah, he's just a guy that just, he's a good basketball player, just knows how to play. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we got a steal for him. Not going to lie. Yeah. It's a weird protective pick and it actually kind of handcuffs the Kings in terms of their ability to, uh, to trade picks, but Hey, like great value on a protective pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Barnes didn't score that much, but he did like, he did come alive. Um, he had three points going into the fourth and, you know, scored eight in the, in the, in the fourth quarter and had this really interesting pull up like that. I did not expect from him. That was crucial in the fourth quarter. He, you know, he's definitely still trying to get into rhythm. I wish he would try and score more, but now that we have Keegan Murray, we don't really need Harrison to do more, but at the same time, any points you can get from him, it's a bonus. Yeah, I kind of wish he scored a little more, not going to lie, coming off of the Memphis game, which uh, I forgot how much he scored, 20-something. 18, 18 points, I think. Was it 18? I thought he scored 20-something. Uh, um, let me just look at it real quick. God damn it. Splits. Son of a bitch. I, I can't check it right now. But um, 
but yeah, like he, he was good that game, but you know, the, the Memphis just kind of beat them. Like they, they, they just shot better. Mm, I see. Yeah. He scored 20. Sorry. He scored 20. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Kings offense this game. And I'm, look, I'm not going to break it down all for you because what I'm going to go through is a very simple play that they ran that for a lot of the game, they simply ran attack the white guy on, on offense. They, Basically, whenever like they every opportunity they got, they went at Tyler Hero. Like they went, there was a there is a a video that was posted on Twitter where um Keegan has Tyler Hero on him and Mike Brown literally from the sideline points everybody clear out, let Keegan go to work. And I look, I did not like Keegan in the draft because of his his lack of ISO ability. He he just went, he went right by Tyler Hero like it was nothing. It, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad for Tyler Hero. And then like when Fox like started go, started getting going he was abusing uh tyler hero and that that was their crunch time offense as well and poor duncan robinson like they paid them well not really like he's he's getting paid a lot of money but as soon as duncan robinson checks in De'Aaron just hunted him right away just attacked him relentlessly you know god god, god bless uh duncan robinson so only played five minutes this game like but he is only like 20 million so good for him but I was like, I was saying during the broadcast, like, why aren't they playing Duncan Robinson? You can play him against the Kings. Oh, no, you can't. De'Aaron's going to absolutely eat him for lunch each time he gets. <laughs> and as I mentioned, the crunch time offense was literally, hey, every, whoever is whoever has Tyler Hero on him, come screen for me, a la LeBron James in the finals. They, uh, I think... Uh, I think it was Waz that came up came up with this term, or like he popularized it. They call it bum hunting. You hunt the worst. You hunt the worst defender on the other team, and you just go right at him. It's the whoever offense. That's what it's called. They ran mm-hmm. whoever offense on Tyler Hero in crunch time. Yeah, definitely. That would help the Kings a lot. Definitely. Um, I feel like Trey Lyles also kind of hunted him as well, if I remember correctly. I, I wish Trey Lyles actually hunted more matchups because they had Gabe Vincent on him, like during in in zone. And granted, it's hard to like post up during a zone. But come on, man, get get, get to the get get down low. Get down low. You're literally a foot taller than the guy. Attack him. Or honestly, there were a few moments where I wish like Malik Monk would just pass it to Trey Lyles for a catch and shoot three right over him. Like no disrespect to Gabe Vincent. Like you know, Sacram- Stockton Kings legend comes to Sacramento a lot. You know, he he's a foot shorter than Trey Lyles. Like get him going. I don't know. Like the Kings should have attacked him more. Yeah, definitely, like, after a couple pump fakes from Trey Wiles, I think he could have, like, just faked them easy. Yeah, uh, ultimately, like, they, the game, the Kings had the right game plan, but they need to execute better. Like, the ghost of Kings pass is still haunting this team. Again, they had a 23-point lead, were absolutely in control of the game. And, like, you know, Tyler Hero, who was in the game, he actually kept them in the game for a lot, for a lot of it by hitting just tough shots, but... When he's hitting tough shots, just hunt him on the other end. Like you like run your offense, sure, but at the same time, like with a certain focus to get the switch of Tyler Hero on De'Aaron so he can just eat like as much as he can. But you know, ultimately, it's the first win of the game, it's the first win of the season. I'm very excited about that. I can actually sleep tonight. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. And like just, you know, but. I wish they wouldn't do this kind of shit because right now, as it stands, still they still don't know how to win, and they need they need to kind of clean these things out because these this thing this kind of crap has been going on for years at this point. Yeah, I mean, like we've always said, it's still early in the season. 
once it hits towards the like mid part of the season, I feel like that's when uh, things should get going, and hopefully they could polish all those things out by then. Yeah, and uh, you know, I had said, well, I don't know, I said this to you privately. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I thought the Kings were gonna get off to a slow start just because you know it's a it's a new coach. And like, there's a new offense. And also, most importantly, the defense is going to take a while for, for it to kind of take shape. And I, I had predicted they were going to get off to a slow start. That's before seeing the schedule. And, you know, optimistically, like, you know, maybe the Portland game was the one you really should have won. The other teams, the other teams, you were in it. But at the same time, we were not, at least I wasn't really expecting them to really beat these teams. I was hopeful they would, but they would, they didn't. And ultimately just get going one and four during this five game stretch honestly might have been the most realistic outcome out of this oh yeah well hopefully we could get another win uh on monday against charlotte which uh let me check the time for that game actually i think it's at 4 p.m oh gosh 4 p.m on the work day hmm. yeah, actually i might not be able to see that i'll tip off i might be late coming back yeah, I'm good. I'm definitely gonna be late coming back too. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we'll we'll try and figure that one out. I, if I have to do a solo pod, I'll do a solo pod. And, mm-hmm. Or maybe you, or maybe you can phone in or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll probably be here definitely in the last half. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, ultimately, great, great win for the Kings. Finally, we we're on the win column now. Oh yeah. We're out. We're out. We're not with the Lakers anymore. Oh no. Okay, uh, before we actually move on to the, talking about House of the Dragon episode 10, just wanted to quickly uh, just shout out Dwayne Denman was out of this game. Uh, also was um, y- Omer Yurt7, that's his name. Uh, just wanted to honor King's legend, Dwayne Denman. He, he couldn't play in this game and probably actually would have made a difference, actually, because they were a small-ass mm. team. Mm. Uh, um, j- uh, just want to quickly talk about the uh, Josh Primo situation. So he was pretty randomly waived yesterday. And the reason has come out, he was exposing himself to a a female staffer and the female staffer has now hired an attorney. So he's, uh, he might be done. Yeah, most likely. I mean, looking at all the news articles, it's very serious. And also uh, (laughs) they pulled his uh, Jersey deals, I guess. Yeah, they wiped him. They wiped him away from anything related to the Spurs. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a pretty ugly situation for him, definitely. Do you you think he's done at all? Like, do you think he's completely done? I mean, I guess he could play overseas. I don't know what team would pick him up, to be honest. But, I mean, definitely not in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, seeing as how uh, Miles Bridges still isn't on a team, like, yeah, he, he did some really, you know, both of them did pretty awful stuff. And, you know, like seeing as one is not in the NBA, any, is, has not signed anywhere, like, yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see him on the NBA court ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on then. All right. Let's talk about House of the Dragon, episode 10. War is coming. And so this episode starts out with uh, Rhaenyra getting the news. And if, like, oh, I, I should have probably written the whole entire recap. I'm doing this, like, by memory. But do you remember, does she have the kid 
like right right at the start uh yeah like what actually right after she got the news that her father passed and that okay yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i was trying to clarify because like was it like right after she got the news so basically she gets the news that her father died that puts her into premature labor uh she basically isn't able to have the baby the baby dies there's a pretty gruesome scene where she essentially like delivers the baby all by herself just reaches into her into her dress and then basically pulls the corpse of the baby out that was a that was a bit gruesome and they mourn the death of the baby damon is trying to prepare like for war like he he wants blood it looks like he essentially ignores renair which was pretty honestly a bit fucked up in my opinion but he was ready for war so then they just then they discuss like you know like what the strategy is where where they should get their allies and stuff. Renera wants to hold hold back. She doesn't want to go to war just yet. And then so then uh, Otto Hightower arrives and basically an homage to uh, the scene I believe in episode two where um, Damon takes over what the stepstones or what's the place that they took over? I already forgot. Uh- God, I forgot to. Is Dragon Key? No. Dragonstone. There you go. Dragonstone. You're close. You're yeah. Close. Yeah, they <laughs> took over in the same, in a similar scene to episode two where uh, Otto Hightower is trying to talk to Damon. It, it's the exact same scene, basically, but just in episode 10. And, you know, in the same way that Renera comes back late and diffuses the situation, it's basically a perfect homage to how the uh, a scene in episode two happened. And also the also, the the you know the delivery um, of the baby that's a bit more gruesome, as I said, but it's similar kind of theme. Anyways, uh, basically, Otto Hightower set, comes with these um, conditions. You know, they if they surrender, they will get. I forgot specifically what they'll get, but they would get. You know, like there, the kids will still have like certain stuff. And like they'll still have a place in the kingdom, but basically, Damon straight up says no. Renera, however, is kind of considering them and basically says, "I'll let you know, like in a day or so." So Otto Hightower leaves peacefully. Renera and uh, Damon have an argument. Damon chokes Renera because you know they're not agreeing very well. Uh, after this scene, uh, Corliss, the sea king or the sea snake. He awakens. Uh, I honestly, I totally forgot what happened. I thought he was dead, but apparently mm. he's not. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Go. Oh, no. I, I just remember that he got slashed in the neck and he was, you know, just out commissioned for pretty the most part. But I'm actually surprised that he's actually in the castle all this time. Not going to lie. Yeah, he's just, what a coincidence. They're about to go to war. They may, they're going to need somebody at the sea. Um, you know, what, what mm-hmm. better than a sea snake, right? What, <laughs> what timing? Well, anyways, Coralus just is in the castle for some reason. He wakes up and, you know, his, his wife tells him, like, what's happened and t- tells him how Rhaenyra's basically stopping the entire realm from t- descending into war. And he, and Coralus, decides to go to Renera and said, I got you. I got the sea. That like I got that covered. And then that basically changes the tide of the battle, if you will. A battle that has not happened. So basically now Renera feels like she has an advantage. 
but she still needs the uh, support of three houses. Now, if I can find which ones, I believe it's Stark, Aaron, and Baratheon, if I remember right. There's three families. A anyways, they go to Storm Storm's End uh, to meet with Boros, who basically to get the support. And Renera decides to send Luceris to Storm's End, and I believe uh, Jace, Jaceres, to, uh, to, I think, what's it? With the North, the Starks, Winterfell. There we go, Winterfell. Um, they go, so they set, so it then follows Lucerys, who goes to uh, Storm's End. He he goes there. He notices Vagar, the big bat dragon, uh, parked there, which means Amon is there. That he goes in, tries to convince uh, Boros to join up on the, uh, to join up with Renera. He says no. And Amon is basically talking shit the whole time, calling him a strong, calling him a bastard. Can't say that. Can't say that in an American accent. You got to say it with a British accent. Uh, he calls him a bastard, and then basically Lucerius or Boros stops like them from fighting in the hall. But so, but uh, Lucerius tries to escape. He actually does manage to escape, but the dragon then then uh, basically. Dri does a drive-by and just kind of lights, tries to light Vagar on fire. Vagar gets very mad, and despite Amon's pleas to not do anything, Vagar just eats, uh, eats the dragon and presumably kills Lucerius. And the last shot of this, the last shot of this uh, season is Renera, seemingly receiving the news, looking down, turning back, and she's fucking ready for some goddamn war. And that's the end of this season. Yeah. Well, now we have to wait till next season when kind of the fire has kind of subsided a little bit and, you know, a new season will appear. But overall, like, I guess, what were your thoughts on the episode? Uh, I mean, I kind of didn't like the tension between Damon and, you know, Rhaenyra, even though she, I guess, undisputedly was crowned queen <laughs> from, um, uh, what's his what's the soldier's name i always forget eric the, yeah the, it's the it's twin. eric it's eric or eric I, I don't know which one is i'm pretty i want to say they're both eric i think this one was, is with the e i believe i don't I, know. I, I think so too so he he brings the crown to renera and now she's <laughs> you know the undisputed queen of uh i guess her side the, the undisputed champion yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah I kind of wish we saw more of the um, uh, Allison side of the whatchamacallit, I guess, what's well, going we, on. Well, well, we saw what happened last last episode. That's true, without the Renera side. Yeah, so this is like supposed to be all about Renera. Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, uh, yeah, at the end where um, Eamon was trying to go after Jace, right? Jace or oh, no Lucerus. Lucerus. I I really thought he was just trolling around, but when when uh whatchamacallit, when the dragon didn't even like bother to command uh like listen to his commands, I mean oh oh man, this this ain't gonna go well. I, I mean to be fair, he was fucking around in a way. He was mm -hmm. it seems like he wasn't actually gonna kill him. Yeah. But then, like, Vagar, he's angry. 
he gets angry or it's apparently a she from what i'm reading she Mm. gets angry and just fucking i eats the motherfucker in half like it's just it's kind of like remorse shown from amon amon like just has like a he has a a hatred for the for the boys for Mm. the uh for renera's sons and like but it doesn't go so deep that he wants to kill them maybe he wants to torture them maybe he wants maybe he just wants to get revenge for his eye but he did not want to kill him it seems clear to me yeah he he definitely took more than an eye for sure yeah so basically yeah that basically leads to war and yeah shit's gonna get real real quick yeah i i I really wished uh there was a little more uh to this season but you know it ended on a very good cliffhanger for sure um and now we're gonna have to wait you know probably a year until uh <sighs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> a whole another year till uh next season comes out yeah um i mean like i'm very looking forward to it but i just don't like the fact that i get to wait a year for it and i just wish they would release it right now i just wish you know they already filmed everything but life doesn't work that way um just qu- quickly like you, you brought up the fact that like do you, do you think like Damon? What, what what did you think of Damon this episode? Did you think he was a oh. little bit just like? What were your thoughts on him? He's definitely for in it for himself, in my opinion. He I, I think he still has that little grudge that he didn't um, what you call it, uh, take the throne in the first place or didn't get uh, the next heir uh, from uh, Viserys. Yeah, like we thought he had matured, and uh, honestly, hilariously, he's the only one in the series that hasn't aged at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's maybe maybe that's actually kind of like a foreshadowing type, saying that he hasn't changed. Like he, like I thought he had changed. I thought he had, you know, um, evolved, if you will. Like he was, like he actually loves Renera and like wants to do well for her. But it's pretty clear he, yeah, he's in it for himself. He's got his own ambitious goals and you know even though like his his uh, brother is dead which we that's what we thought like his goal was what his goal the entire time was but it seems like he's a lot more ambitious and you know devious he's got his own goals and he want he wants to go to he really really wants to go to war yeah and you know even if somehow they win this war with you know under damon's uh i guess not rule but you know, command command yeah i still feel like damon is gonna somehow turn on rainera and somehow you know take the throne for himself at the end of all of this hey i thought in the beginning of the series he was gonna be the villain of the series and you know he kind somewhat turned baby face in the middle of the season but now like we're seeing the crack show again he's he's in it he's he's in it for revenge he might be trying to avenge his brother but honestly, we don't know what his intentions are. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys that, again, as you said, out for himself, you know, just doesn't doesn't seem to really be out for. Yeah, he's again, I, I'm just repeating words, but yeah, he's just out for himself. Yeah. I mean, never went to Rainier's room to comfort her during birth. Didn't really. I don't I don't remember him mourning that much about the death of his, uh, I, I, his I, wife oh, back in the day. Well, yeah, but um, you know, the death of his son, I guess it was his son or daughter that they uh were um trying to birth that episode. I forgot. 
Well, the baby died. It was just like, I think the baby and the mother died, if I remember right. Yeah. Well, that was a few episodes ago. I'm, I'm talking about. Um, oh, oh, the Berneras. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've, I mean, I've said, I've said like a few episodes before, it seems like Damon copes with things a certain way, like him laughing at his, uh, I, I, I forgot her name, Lena, I believe is her mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Like laughing at Lena's funeral, I just thought it was a coping mechanism for him more than it being a dis- disrespectful gesture. So he, he's an interesting character. He's what you would call a complex character, I guess. So we don't really know what his intentions are. Kind of disappointed, yeah, that he just kind of went back to being a kind of a bit of a delusional heel, if you will, a bit of a devious. He's, he's not a face. He's definitely like a heel in hiding, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yeah, towards was it towards the end? He also went to the I guess caverns to train his own new dragon that I don't think would be bigger than uh, Vagar, but I mean he's pretty big <laughs> by the looks of the what you gonna call it what it has shown. Look, we've established what the WrestleMania matchup is going to be. It's going to be Amon versus um, Damon. That that mm-hmm. that's the WrestleMania money match um so you know he's got to get a dragon to match vagar and yeah vagar is huge yeah and we'll see how uh, i mean i feel like Eamon's gonna get it when he comes back really yeah we'll we'll see how that that that's probably gonna be the final battle as you as i said the wrestlemania main event uh mm-hmm. and yeah overall like i really enjoy the episode just don't like the fact that it is the end of the season you got and we gotta wait and when I watch Game of Thrones, all the seasons were out already. I could just go to the next season. Oh, yeah. Not, not now, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> but it is fun to kind of part- not participate, but just see like the conversation around it. It, it was pretty hard to avoid spoilers because I actually watched this, I think, like two days later. Oh, it was pretty really? hard. Yeah, it was pretty hard to avoid spoilers. And, you know, like the jokes are fun and, you know, just being in the conversation. This is the first time I've ever really kind of experienced that, if you will, because I, I didn't watch Lost. I didn't watch a lot of the shows that were popular back in the day, like Living, was it Living, is it Living Dead? Walking. Walking Dead, sorry. Walking Dead, uh, Breaking Bad. I didn't watch any of those things. So yeah, Game of Thrones is the first one to really kind of pull me in like this. And you know, now it's House of the Dragon and I'm able to watch it week by week. Yeah, and we're going to have to find out which episode or what shows that we should be watching Uh you know, I guess throughout the week, uh, since, you know, House of Dragon is now over, and sadly, we're going to have to wake a whole, a whole another year for it. Look, look, people have been telling me how good Succession is. Yeah. I don't get it. it, it I, the, my issue with the show is that it's, I don't like any of the characters. All the characters are awful pretty much awful people like who am i supposed to root for and then the one guy who seems like you know some a guy that's somewhat pure and you know is kind of a good person at least he's annoying so like i i don't like any of the characters and i i don't get it maybe yeah. maybe we'll, we'll we'll watch succession maybe it'll be different if you end up watching and we can talk about it but so far i, I don't get it i mean i'll try but I mean, so far you you only have HBO, nothing else, no, no Hulu, sorry. no Netflix, no Netflix. I mean, from what I remember on HBO, that Netflix might need me soon. Apparently, no, no, I think they're doing well enough, but like they might need a, a new subscriber. Yeah, maybe. Uh, have you watched Thirty Eight at the Garden? Thirty Eight at the Garden. What is that? The Jeremy Wynn doc. 
he came out with a doc a long time ago. I, I haven't watched it now. Hmm. Is it good? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Apparently, 38 minutes. <laughs> 38 minutes. I thought I thought it'd be 38 points. Uh, the game against Kobe. But. Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, 38 points, but the documentary is 38 minutes. You know, one of the more unfortunate stories. So, like, he found his success under Mike D'Antoni, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and Carmelo being, you know, honestly a bit of a bit of a prick, like got D'Antoni fired. And Mike Woodson, I think, I think Jeremy Lin got injured at the end of that season. So, like, he didn't play much towards the end of the season. So then he, so then, you know, he bounces around a little bit. He goes to Houston and he gets traded to the Lakers. And the unfortunate thing is that when they traded him to the Lakers, they just fire Mike D'Antoni. <sighs> they just fire Mike D'Antoni. And then, you know, he gets to Brooklyn. And then I think, I, I think it might've been the same year. They hire Mike D'Antoni in Houston. Oh my gosh. So like the, basically so many chances he could have been with uh, Mike D'Antoni and like he just ended up missing. And apparently when he got traded to the Lakers, Mike D'Antoni actually called him. It was like, fuck, <laughs> like I just left. <sighs> and, and you know, that he ended up playing for Byron Scott and fuck Byron, fuck Byron Scott, honestly. Like mm-hmm. not play, like trying to start Steve Nash over him back in those days, not playing him, straight up giving him DMPs when your next option is what? Uh, I fucking forgot his name. Rodney Stucky or some shit like that. It was just, why? Why do you hate Jeremy Lin? Like, are you racist? Like, they're not going to say he's racist because, you know, but like, this is why. He's arguably your second best player behind Kobe. Like, and you're just not going to play him. And guess what? Your team suck balls. Like, so yeah, there you go. Prick. Yeah, it's sad how he ended out with a week and. Really, I wish someone would have picked him up during those times. I remember we were talking about, oh, why, why don't we pick him up? Yeah, we signed Tyler Eulis for some reason and then waived him, of course. But not saying like Jeremy Lin would have made the roster, but like, why not just sign Jeremy Lin? Mm-hmm. Why like, we- he, he doesn't have a big ego. He's not going to ruin your locker room. And like, why? Why not? Yeah, I mean, he's doing well in the, whatchamacallit, what, the Beijing Ch- Ducks? Beijing, he might be with another team now. I'm actually, I'm actually not sure. Shanghai Sharks. I, I forgot their team names. Yeah, yeah, the go-to, the go-to name, right? Shanghai Sharks. No, no one talks about the Guangdong Tigers. Come on, show, <laughs> show them some respect. How many teams do they have? Actually, I have no clue. Uh, uh, there, there probably is a lot. I just, I just I'm sorry, don't follow Chinese basketball. Just yeah, <laughs> don't don't know how to even really. Um, but anyways, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Lin, you know, I, I loved it. Like he honestly, after New York, he was actually a pretty underrated player for a lot of years. Really good point guard. Like you talk about like a table setter. He was a table setter. Yeah. Wish we got more years out of him. Not going to lie, but he was legitimately the most famous athlete. Like for a while I was like, looking back, I was surprised he didn't make the all-star team that year. Cause he, mm. Mel, by the way, Melo made it, which he didn't play that much and like they sucked ass when he played. So mm. I don't get it. Yeah. It's just too bad. Um, yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll put that on my docket. I'm trying to finish up bell by the way. Um, oh, I see. Still, still haven't been able to like, just haven't gotten into the mood to watch bell. There's a lot of shit I need to watch, but I'm just, can't get yeah. into it. There's a lot. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of shows on HBO that, uh, haven't watched like way back when, when it came out. But it's it's just so much, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to watch Brick and Morty too. Um, I, I've heard the new seasons aren't any good, but I, I started season one. It's pretty funny so far. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll oh, see yeah. if I can get into that. Maybe we can talk about that. I mean, one thing we could talk about is Naruto. Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to watch the episodes. Just, just haven't, haven't not. Well, I, I was about to say haven't found the time. I, I've had time to watch it. I just haven't found the found the effort to watch it. it, it it'll come soon. It'll come soon. Yeah. So I guess we'll find some sort of show that we could watch episode by episode and give you some sort of recap after each game or week or whatever you say i don't know we'll see it, it will be tough during the during this time just because there are games like going on like every other day but you know we'll try to squeeze one in here or there mm-hmm. oh yeah is there an anime we can watch well attack, attack on titan is really the only one but there, there, there's a lot not gonna lie have you heard of chainsaw man i've heard of it i have not watched it mm, that's good uh bleach came back out <laughs> I've heard it's good. Um, Bleach. I mean, I mean, uh, we've read the manga, so well, you no. haven't, but no, no, I haven't. I haven't watched the show at all either, unfortunately. Like Bleach it has some beautiful like artwork. Would you say artwork? I guess. Uh, so like I remember watching. Uh, so they basically did a, a sketch, uh, or like they did a video where like the when you go to like comic-con or like whatever the japanese version of it is they you know they, they go up to masashi which is the creator of naruto they go to one with bleach and they go to i think one with one piece like the the other two like they're very they're, they're good drawings but they're very i don't want to say generic drawings of like uh you know naruto and just like smiling and what, what's the kid's name in one piece luffy luffy like there's a cool drawing of luffy the, the artist for, who draws Bleach, it was like an amazing drawing of like half Bleach and then the half like man. Like the art, whoever does the art for Bleach is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's definitely for sure. So yeah, may, maybe I'll, maybe we'll watch that. A lot of options, but you know, that we we do want to expand beyond just basketball, even though we are called Sack Kids <laughs> Therapy. Yeah, I mean, there's also Kuroko's basketball if you like that. I'm not watching that. Oh, you are. <laughs> I'm not watching that. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard is very good. I've heard is funny. As a basketball purist, I cannot bring myself to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I've already watched it. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's uh definitely uh out there in terms of basketball rules, I guess. Yeah, probably not gonna watch. Maybe I'll watch it in my spare time. I'm not talking about it. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's not that's unfortunately not going to be a thing. Sorry if you wanted to hear us talk about that for some reason, but yeah, well, I'll stick to just pure basketball. Um, mm. Okay, well, um, do you have anything else you want to quickly bring up? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, now waiting for the game against uh, Charlotte, who just won against the Warriors actually today. Yeah, in overtime. Good, good job, PJ Washington. He, well, PJ Washington is good. He, I'm surprised he didn't get an extension. Or is he eligible for one? I'm not even sure, actually. Yeah, I actually don't know. How much is he even getting paid? Probably not much, right? Well, or... well, you know, his his baby mama is getting a lot. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think I want to say it's like $4 million a year. He was drafted decently high, like 7 or 8, if I remember right. So, like, somewhere around, like, the six, maybe 6 to $4 million mark. I, I'm not sure. Jeez, I, I totally forgot about that situation too. Uh. Yeah, you got got on that one. Um, 
but yeah, good. So yeah, we'll be facing them. They're they're a good team. Like even though they're they don't have Lamella Ball, you know, they aforementioned Miles Bridges. They're playing strong. They're playing defense. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. They're, they're winning. That's that's for sure. Let's see. Is Terry off the bench, or would it have been Dennis Smith? I think he'd be the starter. Then Dennis come off the bench because, uh, like, Dennis, like, is lit- I think he's on a non-guarantee, so I don't oh, think he's starting. I see. Man, what? Man, what? Like, I, well, I, I kind of have an idea what happened, but like, people, like, I've I heard people say like he could have been the best player out of the 2017 draft. I mean, he's nowhere near Fox. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell was drafted after him, and a lot of people complain. A lot of Knicks fans, in particular, complain that they drafted. Nilakina before him, but you missed out on Mitchell. <laughs> so, like, I don't know why you guys are complaining about uh, Smith Jr. But granted, I, I like Frank. I understand why he's not working out in a lot of places. But you know, Knicks fan, Knicks fans are funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, if you have nothing else you want to talk about, yeah, I guess we'll be coming out with an episode uh, after the Charlotte game, and hopefully Fong will be able to watch enough of the game uh, so we can do a, dual, a co-op uh, podcast about it. Um, we, I am planning to watch Naruto sometime this week. Uh, which I, will, I promise I will try to find time. And uh, hopefully we'll be coming to you with an episode uh, recap of 26 to episode 26 to 30 at some point in the next two weeks <laughs> that's a give, that's give a myself chunk of time <laughs> give myself a little bit of a leeway on, on there so at least there at least there's a bit of a hard deadline hopefully and uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll see when it comes out oh yeah i mean i'm i'm probably gonna have to re-watch it again uh after watching it like what I feel like it's been five already five years ago, five years yeah. ago, or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I've been meaning to watch it. I just can't bring myself to watch it, and uh, just been lazy too. I mean, I'm not going to front on that. I just been lazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, guys, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Fawn, why don't you close us out? Because I interrupted you. Yeah, no problem. Well, we'll see you guys later.